Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. First reading is from The Language of Letting Go by Melody Beatty. The topic is nurturing ourselves. Many of us have been so deprived of nurturing that we think it's silly or self-indulgent. Nurturing is neither silly nor self-indulgent. It's how we show love for ourselves. That's what we're striving for in recovery, a loving relationship with ourselves that works so we can have loving relationships with others that work. When we hurt, we ask ourselves what we need to help us feel better. When we feel alone, we reach out to someone safe. Without feeling that we are a burden, we allow that person to be there for us. We rest when we're tired, eat when we're hungry, have fun or relax when our spirits need a lift. Nurturing means giving ourselves a gift when a a trip to a beauty salon or barbershop, a massage, a book, a new jacket, or a new set, suit or dress. It means a long, hot bath to forget about our problems and the world for a few moments when that would feel good. We learn to be gentle with ourselves and to open up to the nurturing that others have to offer us. As part of nurturing ourselves, we allow ourselves to give and receive positive touch, touch that feels appropriate to us, touch that is safe. We reject touch that doesn't feel good or safe and it's not positive. We learn to give ourselves what we need in a gentle, loving, compassionate way. We do this with the understanding it will not make us lazy, spoiled, self-centered, or narcissistic. Nurtured people are effective in their work and in their relationships. We will learn to feel loved by ourselves so much that we can truly love others and let them love ourselves. Today, I will nurture myself. I will also be open to the nurturing that I can give to others and to receive from them. Um... You know, I just, there's a lot of benefits of, of doing this uh, daily podcast or now daily podcast. And I think it's just to see where I was um, and, and that path and versus the trajectory of where I am. And, you know, I need these, you know, I think I've, I have, I'm a very quick learner and sometimes a very fast forgetter. And sometimes I can forget. And, uh, you know, as part of nurturing ourselves, we allow ourselves to give it and receive a positive touch touch that feels appropriate to us, touch that is safe. We reject touch that doesn't feel good or safe and is not positive. For the longest time, I just associated any touch with not being positive. Not necessarily not safe, but, and I'm not even sure other than, you know, this is related to adult child issues. And if I, you know, read into the big red book enough, I could figure out what, you know, maybe where this comes from. The other part that was really important is we rest when we're tired, we eat when we're hungry, we have fun or relax when our spirits need a lift. Nurturing means giving ourselves gifts, a trip to the beauty salon or barbershop. This reminds me of like, this is a human being versus a human doing puts off things like eating, having fun and relaxing, sleeping. You know, it's something that uh, probably, I think this paragraph it carries monumental weight for me. Um, to realize that and sometimes when you're in a bad mood it's not to work your way out of it it's to have fun and enjoy your way out of it um you know get a massage a book or a new jacket and it's okay you know it's okay sometimes to do retail therapy as some people might call it so um yeah just a really um really powerful reading there then moving on to the next reading uh this is from touchstones The purpose of man's life is not happiness, but worthiness. When we, Felix Adler, 
When we pursue happiness as a goal for its own sake, we usually reach the opposite point of emptiness. Feeling happy is a byproduct of other life experiences. Happiness comes and goes. We welcome it, but cannot capture and hold it, nor can we create a recipe for achieving happiness. We will lead far more successful lives pursuing other values which we have control over, such as honesty, respect for others and ourselves, seeking loving relationships, and making a contribution to the well-being of others. We can accept unhappiness and difficulties without struggle when we know we are doing something that has greater meaning. Our 11th step tells us we pray only for knowledge of God's will for us and the power to carry that out. This helps us focus on God's purpose for us. We can have an inner sense of joy knowing we are leading meaningful lives even when we aren't having a particularly happy day. I will seek the goals that make my life worthwhile and welcome happiness when it comes. Not too much to add here. Um, not as powerful for, for me personally as the uh, previous passage I read. Uh, the, our final reading comes from Strengthening My Recovery, Expressing Feelings. As we move out of emotional isolation, we regain the ability to recognize and express all of our feelings. As children, many of us were not allowed to show our feelings, so we stuffed them and pretended not to have them for fear of being ridiculed or punished. Is it any wonder that we carried this over to adulthood, where we continued to stuff our feelings and convince ourselves that they didn't matter? Or perhaps we chose the route of medicating our feelings with addictions or obsessions until we didn't have to experience them. We come into ACA as adult children with an armful of triggers. These triggers can turn what should be a mild reaction into rage, not because of the situation, but because what is said or done awakens our stuffed feeling. These denied feelings interfere with relationships as we leave in our wake people who can't figure out why we respond the way we do. ACA reaches into these hidden areas and brings our childhood feelings into the light of day where they will eventually lose their power over us. On this day, I will continue to trust and appreciate that ACA is a safe place for me to recognize and express my feelings. And I think that is, uh, you know, to use like a therapist's office as a one hour per week or every two weeks way to express your feelings and then not to really have them honored uh, is an expensive and somewhat fruitless way to spend, um, you know, one's time, I would say. Uh, just, you know, my thoughts. Uh, of course, speaking for myself, and I realize that that is the thing with ACA or, you know, people within those groups to find safe people to express your feelings. You know, Alice Miller had a very powerful thing. It's not the trauma that happens to us. It's our inability to express that trauma. And I didn't even know what feel your feelings is. Now I can say, okay... I'm feeling angry doesn't mean I am angry. That takes a sting. You know, a lot of times people say, well, where do you feel it in your body? And, and I think I'm going to, uh, to tomorrow, uh, you know, or on one of the upcoming episodes, get more into the feeling intensity scale and the, and the, and the various uh, types of feelings that, that people have. But getting back to that, I don't even know where I could identify it in my body right now. At that point, it sounds like a superpower. I'm pretty hopeful, optimistic that at what point I can do that. Um, and that's why, you know, that statement of like not trusting yourself and where did those emotions come? And, um, you know, so just pretend like everything's okay. Or do you, you, you know, medicate it with compulsive behaviors and just numbing and either way, not feeling your feelings. So, um, 
you know, I think these triggers can turn what should be a mild reaction into rage. I mean, that is, um, that's pretty powerful right there. Uh, and true. It's not because of what happened. It's because of what is said or done. Awakens their stuff feelings. You know, I remember one time just hearing laughing, at, you know, in a, in a CrossFit class. And that, like, triggered a feeling dating back to when I was 16. And I looked at feelings journals. And as this podcast evolves, I'm definitely going to get through more, you know, topics. Um, there's just so much... I mean, it's just, it's, it's just, there's so much here. I mean, it's just, I mean, I guess it's life and just how much we're dictated by things that might have happened when we were 12 or 14 or 16. And, you know, unfortunately, as human beings, we're apt to take a lot of things personally. And, you know, not only my reactions, but other people's reactions to what I do that I may not understand is probably something going back to when they were a certain age or it could actually be possible. Um, as an alternative rather than taking things personally. So um, I will probably revisit uh, this. And um, I just, uh, I'm just really grateful for the readings and the literature that are out there and uh, a vehicle where I can read them, keep myself accountable and, you know, possibly help people. So that is the end of uh, today's episode of Recovering My Inner Child. Uh, for, until next time, this is Kowan Sluja. And I want to remind myself to pause because that's where God is to feel my feelings and to love myself. <laughs>